What is going on, guys? David Wiley back here with another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a very touchy subject, and it is one that actually got one of my TikTok accounts deleted because people did not want to hear my opinion on it. Now, that's not to say that I really care because I'm going to say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. It's my opinion, and I'm open to arguments. I'm not you know, close-minded to thinking in another way or learning something new. That is not my purpose of saying the things that I say when I bring up discussions on social media. My main prerogative is that a lot of the things that we believe aren't even reality. Like a lot of the things we hold to be true are not real or they're wildly blown out of proportion because of the emotions we inject into it. You know, and especially with the media, you know, they have a really they do a really good job of exploiting and, you know, exaggerating the truth. And we all know this, but we still fall for it. And so what I was talking about was the concept of rape, because there is this whole culture of women and even men. And I call these and. I'm going to call these men that are also behind this simp men because you're not you're thinking with your emotions and you're not logically thinking through why it's like the way it is. Yeah, like the situations that we find ourselves in because it was a bad situation that ended really messed up. All of a sudden, it's no longer your fault. That that's my issue with this this so-called rape culture crap, because it's not even real. And I'm going to explain how I know it's not real in a moment. But so this topic was blown way out of proportion when I put it on my TikTok. And I actually um, I actually stitched the two videos I made together and I put them on my Instagram. So if you guys still want to see that, see that video and you didn't get a chance to. Go watch, uh, go follow me on Instagram and go check out the full stitch video. Um, I may have posted, a, I may have posted since then, uh, but just, just scroll down my IGTV, you'll find it. But the idea that we should be teaching men to not rape instead of teaching women to make better decisions was so widely misinterpreted because automatically people jumped into their emotions and they said, oh, so now you're blaming the victim. Ah, cancel, 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 cancel. And they're going off of no premise. They're going off of no evidence on if most sexual assaults happen because men are just dogs or if women are just making stupid decisions around bad people. Because let's think about this. When... I was, okay, so a few years ago, right, me and some of my friends, we would go party at this club called Brick. It was, I think it was, it was obviously in Cincinnati, but it was around Miami University. And uh, one of my friends, he he used to go there, and one of them graduated from there. But uh, we used to go to this club called Brick almost every night. Like, I think there was a month where we were going there like three to four days a week. And, but, you know, we were going there a lot. It was at least twice a week that we were going to this exact same club and it was for months. And every night we would go, we would start at 
this apartment that my friends knew these girls at. And we would pregame there before we went out so we didn't have to buy drinks. Well, every time we went out, they always found a girl, right? They Like these girls were not attractive by any any stretch of the, the imagination. Most of the time they're really ugly, but we were all really also really bad at talking to girls. So it kind of makes sense. And I'm not going to even lie and say that I got a bunch of girls when I would go out with them because I honestly didn't. But we would go out to Brick and we would party. And the girls that we went to Brick with, they always found themselves getting really drunk. And then by not even the end of the night, by the middle of the night, almost every time they would disappear with a different guy. They would get wildly drunk and they would just go home with someone. On the many occasions that we went out, my friends, they always found themselves some kind of girl, any girl, honestly, like literally they would literally try to find any girl. And those girls would come back to the apartment that we pregamed at because we lived too far away from that club uh, for it to make sense to bring them back to the places that we stayed. So we would take them back to the apartment that we pregamed at and they would smash or we would go back to their dorm room and uh, my friends would like smash them in their dorm room or something. Well, this was literally almost every time we went out and we did not know these girls and more than half of the time, if they came back to the to the apartment that we pregamed at and they didn't live walking distance from that area, we would have to take them home because they wouldn't even have money for Ubers. Now, think about this. Think about this. And I want you to think about the, the statistic that most people go to that the media talks about, which is, one in five college students, female, are, are raped, sexually assaulted. Now, I want you to keep that in your head, right? So I said that we went out multiple times a week for months. And literally every time we were able to find a girl and bring them back or go to their place, they literally had no backup plan and they literally almost had no friends with them. It was just the girl with one of my friends. Yeah. So these girls were putting themselves in scenarios where they were going to a club with, they were going to a club with friends. They were ditching those friends and they were leaving with someone that they didn't know. Not to say that we were bad guys and we, you know, would do what we wanted with these chicks. Like, no, we like, if they didn't want something, if like they didn't want like sex, we didn't, none of us forced any of that stuff. But one thing that I noticed really fast is that almost none of these girls planned out their night, would plan out their night. None of them. And one night we went out and the, one of the girls that we were with, she got, and, and, and mind you, we had just found out she was pregnant. She, she had just found out she was pregnant. She was like seven weeks pregnant, right? She still went out to the club. She still got super hammered. And she found a guy that, my one of my friends knew but nobody else knew him and i'm like i'm like watching them dance and they're pretty much making out on the dance floor she's i mean she's lifting up her own dress on this dance floor she is that drunk and you know one second they're there and one second they're gone 
She leaves with him in his car, and they leave. Well, you know, whatever. I'm still mingling, dancing, doing my thing. The night is over. We head back to the apartment that we that we started out at because my friends had found some girls. Well, when we when we go, when we get back to the apartment, that girl that we left with, she comes back in a police car crying, and she's like, "Oh, he." He, he raped me. He did all this stuff to me, blah, 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 which was a lie, obviously. Like, but so she comes back and she comes crying and the cop was like, here, take this girl. She's like, she's being crazy. And I asked her, like, what happened? And she was like, ah, he just, you know, I thought he was going to take I thought he was taking me home. And, you know, when we drove off, he pulled into this parking lot and stopped and then he tried to kiss me. And I'm like. You were literally almost having sex on the dance floor before you even left. Like if you would have if if that same girl would have gone home with me, said, hey, let's get in the car and roll out. I would have thought she wanted sex. Like, I mean, she's like literally pulling up her dress. I would have thought she wanted something. And I would have been very confused if that is not what she'd wanted. Right. Well. Uh, the guy ended up being one of my friend's friends. Well, he just knew, he just knew the guy. Like, I, I guess he worked at this supplement shop and he, he, like, sometimes this guy would, my friend would buy like protein from him, but you know, he knew him in passing. And the next day, like nothing ever came of this because nothing literally happened. So like he was telling his side of the story and he was, and it pretty much went like, okay, we were doing all this stuff on the dance floor and making out doing all this stuff. And I asked her if she wanted to leave and she said yes. So we hopped in the car and he didn't want to take her to his place, which I get because she's definitely one of those girls that if she knows where you live, she's not going to leave you alone, especially if things don't go her way. She's like one of those girls. So he pulls over into a parking lot because he didn't know where she came from. Pulls over in a parking lot, thought he was going to hit and uh, he kissed her. And she freaked out, jumped out of the car, and ran away. Like, literally, that is exactly what happened. And I'm not saying that, oh, I saw it, you know, firsthand. But the fact that dude didn't even run away, like, he's not some privileged dude. Like, when she ran away, she, like, called the cop, and then the guy came back and said his side of the story. And, like, honestly, it made sense because, like, I saw exactly the way she was acting. And I'm not saying that, oh, you're asking uh, you're asking for sex if you're all over this person belligerently drunk. But I'm saying, like, how stupid do you have to be to not think through that much of your, you know, of your night? To, to not think through anything you're doing. You're out drinking, pregnant. You're leaving your friends to go with a complete stranger that you were almost having sex with in the club. And it's his fault that you didn't want to stay and you wanted to go off. What were you expecting to, to do when you left the club? That's my that, that was my question. Like, what were you expecting to actually do? What were you expecting him to actually be expecting out of you 
Now, it, it, am I saying that you don't have the freedom to say no? I'm not saying that. You absolutely do have the freedom to say no. And if you say no, they need to stop what they're doing. But it sounds like that's exactly what he did. Because he asked you if you wanted to leave, you said yes. He didn't know where you lived. He didn't want to take your crazy ass to his place. So he pulled into a parking lot, right? He kissed you. You didn't like it. Freaked out. You got out of the car and you ran away. And I know this is just one story. But when I tell you how many nights I saw this same thing go down, it's like... it. And we're okay with saying like, okay, if if you're walking around with a large wad of cash in your hand and you're in a terrible neighborhood and you're flexing this money around a bunch of poor people that don't have any money, is it right that those people robbed you? No, it's not right. But are you stupid for flaunting so much in the faces of people that are clearly asking for that stuff like they want money obviously they need money you're fle- you're flexing it in their face and you're not expecting them to do something about it now obviously should people rob no should people rape no i'm not saying any of that what i'm saying is the decisions that you make have consequences people know raping is bad just because you're saying you shouldn't do it doesn't mean there's not people that are gonna do it and to 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 say like because we're okay with saying like oh you got robbed for flexing a twenty thousand dollar chain on your neck in the ghetto you were asking to be robbed people are okay with saying that when it comes to situations like that but it's not okay to say oh you're pretty much asking to get raped if you go out to a club with friends get belligerently drunk pregnant deliberately ditch those friends and then leave with a complete stranger that thinks you want to have sex with him. How are you not asking to be raped, especially if you don't know that's a, if that's a good guy or not? Like, honestly, I would have been incredibly confused because I myself have been in a situation similar to that. And actually, I'm going to tell you about that situation right now. So what was it? I think it was, I think it was 18. I think it was 18. And I had, it was one of my, I think it was one of my first girlfriends. It was before I lost my virginity. Um, Cause this relationship only lasts for like three months. It was before I lost my virginity. And I was dating this girl that lived like an hour away from me. So to see each other, she was the only one that had a car and I was just using my mom's car, but you know, we know that story. I didn't always get to use it. Um, but she would come to my apartment and we just watch movies or we would go hang out somewhere else. But it was, we usually hung out on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So one night we're at my apartment or my mom's place and we're watching Inception. I don't know where my mom is. I think my sister was at work uh, and my oldest sister, she, she had moved out and she lived in Columbus. We, we didn't live together. So we're sitting on the couch, we're watching Inception, right? And this was, you know, just a routine. You know, we'd make out a little bit, then we finish watching the movie. I never expected sex out of her, ever, because I just liked her company. And I w- obviously, I was open to it, but I was also a virgin. 
So like I wasn't going to ask, I, I was going to ask or beg or make her do something that I wasn't even experienced in because I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. So I never asked for it and I never expected it out of her. I just liked hanging out with her. So we're watching Inception and randomly in the middle of the movie, you know, we, we're making out a little bit. And she she says, hey, let's uh, let's go into your room. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm thinking in my head, is this is this sex? Are we like about to do sex? I didn't say that out loud because I wanted to play it cool. But, you know, I didn't have a TV in my room, so it wouldn't have made any sense. And plus, we were there by ourselves. So it didn't make any sense to me. I was a little confused, but I was just kind of going with it. So we pause the movie. We walk into my room and we close the door and we start making out. Well, I'm still a little confused at this point. I think we want to do stuff because she's not talking. Like she's just doing. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I, I get up, I turn the light off and we keep going. Well, now we're starting to take our clothes off. And now I think, okay, I, I think we're going to do this because she asked me to go into the room. So we're making out, you know, I start going down on her and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm literally just fucking mop. I'm like, I'm mopping my tongue with the floor. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, so I do it for a little while and then I eventually just kind of stop and then like we switch and now she's on top. Well, we're both almost completely naked at this point. And she's going down on me. And at first I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But then, you know, eventually it's like, whatever. Like, this is kind of it's kind of lame. She wasn't that good at giving head. But I was a virgin and I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't even know what it was supposed to feel like. So I was just kind of going with it. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to even lie to you when I say this. Like, I used to watch a lot of porn. So, you know, while I was laying there, I'm like, okay, let's let's look back into the, uh, into the memory banks and see what they do in porn when a girl is giving them head. I'm like, okay, most of them put their hand on her head. So I put my hand on her head. I didn't force her. I didn't force my hand. I just kind of set it there because I was, like I said, I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. And all of a sudden, she starts going faster. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess that worked. Whatever. I guess it worked. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so weird because my phone rang and my sister called me and she's like, hey, I need you to pick me up from work. So I'm like, OK. So we stopped there. Right. We didn't we didn't go any farther. I just went on down on her for a couple minutes and then she went down on me for a couple minutes. But after when I told her, like, hey, we, we have to stop. I got to go pick up my sister. She started acting super weird. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't understand what was going on. She just didn't talk anymore. So, you know, I, we get up, I put my pants on, she puts her pants on, we put our clothes back on, and I, we leave, hop in the car, drive off. Well, I'm, like, asking her, like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, what's up? And she's, like, like not saying anything. And I'm, like, I'm super confused at this point. I, I have no idea what I did. So we're driving, and we pick up my sister, and my sister's sitting in the back seat, and I whisper over to her again, like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, like, talk to me. She's like, I'll tell you later. And she says it real low. She's like, I'll tell you later. I'm like, okay. So at least we're going to talk about it eventually. So I drive back home. My sister goes up into her room. And then we go back and we sit on the couch. And we were, we were about to play the movie, but I was like, no, like, what, like, what, what is wrong? Like, I don't, why are you, I don't understand why, why you seem so, like, upset and distant. 
And she looks me dead in the eyes and she says, I just felt like you were raping me. And I, I was speechless. I was like, are you, are you serious? I didn't even, I mean, I, I was just watching Inception. I didn't even add, you asked me if I wanted to go into my room. You took my pants off and were on top of me sucking my junk. How was I raping you? I never grabbed you. I never told you to do anything that you didn't do on your own. I wasn't even talking during the entire exchange. I was trying to play it cool. Don't get me wrong, which is why I wasn't talking. But I also didn't know what I was doing because I was a virgin and you are not a virgin because she wasn't a virgin. She lost her virginity with the boyfriend she had before me. So like I when I say I literally had no idea what I was doing, I was just trying to play it cool because I was the only virgin in the relationship. That's literally what I was doing. But I I was raping you. And I was so confused. And I like after that day, our like we did not last very long. Like it was just because I didn't I didn't even know how to be around her anymore after that. It was so weird because she tried to move past it. And I I didn't know if I should have been upset or like nervous because it was like you you at when you ask me if I want to do things and then you tell me that you felt like I made you do them. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. So going back to, you know, the experiences that I had when we were when I would go party around these colleges is these girls, they would go out with no plan, no game plan on how they were going to get back home if if they were going to have sex with a guy, how they would stay together or stick together. And then on top of that, if they ran out of money, they would have no way of getting back home, even if they didn't live walking distance from the club. Now, don't get me wrong. The club was fairly close to the dorms on the college, but it wasn't walking like that. Like if you've ever been to the big campus in Cincinnati, like like you can't walk the entire campus you need a car especially drunk you you need a car and it's not safe even being a dude it's not safe walking around by yourself not that it's not a nice university but no one should ever walk around by themselves at night like you're gonna get robbed robbers don't care if you're a man or a woman like obviously if you're a woman you're an easier target but more than likely they're going to probably rob a dude because a dude is probably, he's probably not going to call the police because he's probably going to be embarrassed, right? Women are going to call the police on you and they're going to actually try to find you. Boys will literally just try to team up and find you eventually. And if you don't go to that school, all you got to do is drive away from the campus. And for the most part, you'll probably be safe. So like, honestly, robbing a guy is a better bet than robbing a chick because they're not going to do anything if you have a, a knife or a gun either way. So you don't have to fight the dude. But so, but these girls, would come, they would go out and they would have no plan whatsoever. So now let's get away from my personal experiences when it comes to this topic. And let's actually get into 
some facts and some actual statistics. And I'm going to warn you, this is going to be this is not going to be anything close to what most people expect. And it's mostly because on top of a lot of studies on sexual assault not being very conclusive, the media does a very good job of blowing the actual t- statistics out of the water because of how dramatic they make it sound. Like rape culture is has never been a thing. Rape culture has never been real. The statistic I put on TikTok that like I said before is on now on my Instagram, on my IGTV, uh one in five I think it's one in five women being raped between the ages of 11 and like 20 years old. That's not accurate. Like the the statistic that even states that only 2% of rape allegations are false is also very inaccurate. And the truth is we don't know. We don't know what the number is because some studies have found, there was a study done in 2015 where it showed that 8.6% of rape allegations were false. There is a there is a book that came out in 1985. Uh, well, there was a study done in 1985 that alleged that 43% of rapes were falsified. And it's like, like, what do you believe? Because just because someone is accused of sexual assault, that doesn't necessarily mean that they did it because people get exonerated for that shit more often than you think they do right so like are you counting it as sexual assault if they went to jail for it and not exonerated and on top of that there's people that have actually done it and women that have actually come forward but they didn't have any they didn't have enough evidence to convict the person that did it so is that considered is that considered a false allegation or is that considered uh a non-allegation at all is that even considered in these studies and that's one thing that a lot of these studies don't touch on but let's talk about a study that was done in 2015 this was this study was done across 27 colleges okay and what how they did it was they had a vaguely worded questionnaire on sexual assault and they passed out 780,000 of these questionnaires across 27 universities Across 27 universities, and let, let me explain some of the questions that they asked, because they didn't just, these questions weren't just overtly, hey, did you get raped? They were very, you know, they were softly worded so that the people didn't sound like victims. So they were worded like, have you ever been, you know, penetrated without your permission? Have you ever been uh, touched in a sexual manner, like groped at a party? Have you ever, you know... I don't know, had a sexual in your window thrown at you. Like maybe someone, you know, verbally sexually harassed you, like say, hey, sweetheart, blah, 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 sit on daddy's lap, something like that. And these 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 questionnaires were worded that way. Well, the 780,000 uh, questionnaires that they passed out to these students, only 150 even filled them out. Now, it sounds like a lot, but that is literally 19%. 19% of everyone that had a chance to be a part of the study took part in it. Everyone, No one else did. And 24% of them, 
of that 19%, 24% of that 19% were admitted to some form of sexual assault. But it wasn't just rape. It wasn't like, you know, uh, forced penetration. Because the, part of the 24% was just verbal sexual harassment. You know, touching someone like without permission, groping someone at a party, getting your butt slapped. And the media, even though 24% of the 19% of the 780,000 people that were questioned about this, you know, the media blew that out of proportion. And they started, like, if you said yes to anything on this questionnaire, the media literally categorized it as sexual assault. And they categorized it as also rape. And they created rape culture. Is rape culture a thing? Even if someone just said, hey, sweetheart, come sit on daddy's lap. That was considered on the same level as rape. And now you got all these, you know, college students and high school students, you know, with in these huge uproars about rape culture when it's nothing close to like what they perceive it being is nothing close to what it actually is. And recent studies have shown actually that women that aren't in college are more susceptible to, you know, being sexually assaulted or raped than women in college. And even that number is still really low. Like the number of rape cases over the the past, what, four decades has plummeted. Like it is not even, it is not even a quarter of what it used to be. Not that it's, you know, still not a problem that we need fixing, but it's nothing close to one in five. Like the most accurate study that we have that's recent is one in 53. And even that isn't super accurate because there's still so many people that don't speak up. And, you know, it raises this argument of, you know, because I talk a lot about, you know, women not you know, one one advantage over being a man than being a woman is our ability to separate our emotions from our actions. And when it comes to this topic, like I, I mean, it speaks volumes. And it's not that it's not that some men don't speak up when they are sexually assaulted or they're raped. But half the time, it's not really things that men care about. And, and sometimes the men wanted it, like the men liked it, like you, like statutory rape is you know, sex with a minor. But in a lot of cases, the, the guy wanted it. The, the kid wanted it. Right. Oh, yeah. Of course, I want to sleep with my hot teacher. Is it still disgusting? Absolutely. Should those women go to jail? Absolutely. I'm not exonerating them in any way, shape or form. But when it comes to the people that don't speak up, they are the main reason why this statistic is so bad and so inaccurate, especially because the number of people that actually lie about it is we, we literally don't know because it can take, it, it, it can take forever to actually figure out if the study that you've done is accurate simply because if everyone that goes to jail for sexual like rape or some form of a, like sexual assault, if they go to jail and half of them get released, which a surprising number of them do get released and exonerated, but it, sometimes it doesn't happen for like 25 years. Sometimes it doesn't happen for like five, 10 years after their lives are already destroyed. 
And that's if the woman decides to fess up. And for me, when I say, you know, taking responsibility for the dumb decisions that you make is not going to completely solve the problem, but it will continue to allow the number to plummet. Because we went from a culture of ne almost never believing the woman when she said she was being raped to now there's movements of, oh, women never lie. Trust 100%. Trust what women say 100%. If, so, if she says that you did it, then you did it. How stupid of an argument is that? Not just women, but people lie, guys. And to, to give women that much power, especially when we know they lie about some of the stupidest things just to save face. They don't care. Like half of the time when they're backed into the wall, they will lie themselves out of anything, right? And that's not just women, that's people. Like I'm not, you know, expelling men from this. This is people. And to say women never lie is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. But to also say that women don't play some role in them having like and and being in scenarios in which they can no longer they can't they can't get out of like oh i'm the monster for saying take some fucking responsibility and accountability for the dumb decisions that you make because in, it, from from my perspective as a dude and actually i actually have another story about when we used to go to that when we used to go to that college this one night and this this exactly this perfectly explains what i'm trying to talk what i'm trying to say so I meet this girl at a club. It was, I think it was Brick. And like, we're like, we're making out, we're dancing real nasty, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's not drunk. And I, I want you guys to, to pay attention to that, to that important, because I don't drink, right? I've only been, a, been drunk a few times. I hate the taste of alcohol. I don't understand why people like beer. I don't drink. So when we would go out, I almost never got drunk. I probably got drunk like three, four times. Well, we went out and this girl was not drunk and we were doing all this crazy stuff on the dance floor and we went back to the apartment that we always pre-gamed at, right? This girl, and when I say she took my clothes off, this girl got me completely naked down to the socks. She had no clothes on, none. And I was about to put it in and she's like, oh, you didn't think we were going to have sex, did you? And I'm thinking in my head, you, we, we made out for pretty much most of the night, right? You came back to this apartment that you don't live at. You got completely naked on a couch that you've, I think you've never been on. You got me down to my Nike socks. And you assumed that we were not going to have sex. Now, obviously, I'm not someone that forces anything. If you don't want me to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't, I didn't make her do anything. And she got up. She went to the bathroom. I'm sitting there with, with, a, with a, a, a stiffy. And I'm just thinking in my head, what just <laughs> happened? And it's like, like, obviously, I'm not a bad guy. Like, I'm not going to force myself on someone. I don't even think about stuff like that. But in my head, it's like, there is no one around. We're alone. 
You got me and yourself completely naked just to tell me that it's not going to happen. If I was any less of a good person, you would have got raped that night. If I was anyone else that didn't care about you, and don't get me wrong, I didn't even care about her. But if I was anyone else that cared about getting my pleasure just a little more than you did, you would have got raped. Hands down, yes. Like, look at the decisions that you made, right? You did all this with a complete stranger, and it was supposed to be some kind of expectation that nothing was going to happen to you. How stupid, how stupid are you? You're walking through the ghetto. Well, you're, you're driving through the ghetto with a Lamborghini. And you're leaving the Lamborghini on with the doors wide open while you go into the store. Keys are in the ignition. You are asking to be robbed of your dignity. But I'm wrong for saying that you share some responsibility in the bad things that happen to you. I'm, I'm a monster. Got it. Got it. I understand. Because this, the statistics that most of us preach on, they're, they're not even accurate. Like, rape rates are, the rape culture has never been a thing in colleges. And it's funny because you would expect it to be higher with the amount of stupid things that women and, like, that, that girls and boys do. But it's not. And you have to think about another thing about that, that college study with the questionnaire. One issue that came about with the study was on top of, you know, well over 70% of the people, like it like, was it, 80, 81%, 81% d- d- did not want to fill out the questionnaire. And that may have been because it didn't pertain to those people or there were may or may not have been people that just didn't want to think about that kind of stuff, right? But 19%, the 19% that actually filled it out are, are a lot more likely to have been a part of, of sexual assault, right? They were probably, they're like the 19% that decided to do it were, are more likely to be people that were sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form, and only 24% of them even, it, even said that it happened to them. You know, if, if, if smacking someone's butt or saying some sexual innuendo is considered rape, then I have been raped hundreds of times. When I make my TikToks outside, I, made, I put up a video, I want to say like two or three months ago, saying that, uh, women don't care about men being sexually assaulted, not even the least bit. Most men don't care about men being sexually assaulted. When I, when I go outside and I make my TikToks, and actually this has been happening a lot more often, women whistle at me, women catcall from their cars. I get a lot of stares. And don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't care. But in my lifetime, I've had my ass smacked by so many random women. It is ridiculous. I have been like, I have been verbally sexually harassed on Instagram hundreds of times. Oh my God. 
hundreds and hundreds of times. And if that is considered rape, dude, I am a serious rape victim. Cause it like, it's happened a lot. And like, it, like it used to be like, okay, it would happen like once a month. Right. But now it's like, it happens like once a week, at least. I'll ride my skateboard past the porch and a woman will be sitting on the porch. Like they actually like do that. And I I didn't think people actually did that, but they do. And it's happening a lot more often. And I get, you know, I'm in shape, whatever. I look good. Uh, And that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but I get my ass smacked. Well, I used to get my ass smacked pretty often, right? People touching me without permission. People touching my abs without permission. Like, dude, I would be at work when I worked at the Golden Door uh, back when I lived in California. I would be at work and obviously I don't look like I do like a crap ton of stuff when I have a decent layer of clothes on. If I wear anything over a small, I don't look like I work out. I just look like a skinny guy. And then, you know, whatever. I'm fine with that. But this one day I'm at work and this chick is... I know this chick, I'm not going to say her name, but this chick that I worked with, we were cool. We didn't really hang out outside of work, but she had followed me on Instagram for the first time and she walks up to me the next day. And this actually happens a lot because I'm very nonchalant. Like I'm not a boastful person in person. So like when people like ask me about myself, I'll tell you what you want to know, but I'll never tell you more than what you need to know. Like if you want to go find out, I'll let you find out. And what what happens a lot and a very common reaction I get is when people find me on Instagram or they find me on TikTok, they start acting completely different because I don't boast about anything. I don't tell most people that I'm a TikTok influencer. I don't tell most people I used to be a fitness model. I used to be a cheerleader. I used to be a head power tumbling coach. I, I don't tell people that. Well, she finds me on Instagram, right? And the next day she's like, wow you're in such good shape. And I'm like, thank you so much. And she just walks up to me. She, she grabs my stomach and she starts feeling around for my abs. She's like, yeah, I had no idea. And then she hugs me. Right. And she's still feeling around, feeling all over my body. I'm like, dude, we're at like work right now. Like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, like I, I know what you're doing, but like, what are you doing? You know, but that's not, that's not stuff that bothers me. And obviously whatever, I'm a man, I don't, I don't really care about that kind of stuff unless you really need to stop touching me. You know what I mean? But, and I, and don't get me wrong. I do understand that this happens to women probably often. Like they probably don't get touched. Let me wrong. You probably don't get touched unless you're at a club, which if you're at a club, I mean, come on. They're like, you're on a busy dance floor. You're going to get touched. I get touched. I used to get touched all the time when we would walk through clubs and I'd be with my wife. She got her like her butt smacked all the time, guys and girls. And it would be hard to know who did it specifically because people would do it to me, too. But it's just so crowded. Like, what are you going to do? You guys are shoulder to your shoulder to shoulder with everyone. If you don't want to get touched, don't go out. Right. And then think about the kind of clubs you're going to. If you're going to like a ratchet club where everyone's touching everybody, everyone is sweaty, like, and you're getting offended because you're being touched too much, don't go to that club. Go to a club that is less crowded. Go to one that's less popular. You know, go to one that not as many people go to that there's actually space to dance at. You know, people don't want to do that because they don't want to go to the lame club. 
and they don't but they also don't want to take responsibility for the situations that they put themselves in right and here's some arguments that you know some of the people were raising in the comment section before the whole page got shut down so like one of them was like well what about babies and i'm like what about babies like are you serious of obviously it's not the baby's fault you idiot like why would why would it be a baby's fault that a baby got raped like how stupid are like the the scenarios that some people come up with is just it's it's ridiculous because people have this tendency right people have this tendency to put a like a fact like like facts are one dimensional to most people. Like if it if it works for this scenario, it works for the whole topic. Like it works for everything. There's no dimension to it. So if if a woman that goes out with no plan, spends all her money on drinks, leaves with someone she doesn't know, after she gets belligerently drunk and ditches her friends, that it's it's not her fault, but for some magical reason, if I think that it's her fault and the stupid actions that she took that led to bad things happening to her were her fault, then magically, a baby that is completely defenseless, it's also that baby's fault that some adult took advantage of it. How, like, People are, it's, I don't even know how to put that into words. Like, how how are you that stupid? And then we'll, there'll be other arguments where it'll be like, I mean, it'll be like like these wild one-off scenarios. Like, when people say like, oh, well, what if you get raped and you have a baby? Like, you like you know, that's the, that's the abortion argument, right? You know, what if you get raped and you get, what if you get pregnant from the rape? Like, but like, They'll say this, but then they will have no actual, they won't actually know anyone, and there won't be an actual statistic on how many people get pregnant from being raped. They have no proof that that has ever happened even once. No proof. I had this argument, someone raised this scenario of like, okay, so it's my fault if I'm at a grocery store and someone rapes me. What? <laughs> who is who is raping people at a grocery store? Right? And that that's that's what I asked her. She got all mad. And she's like, oh well, you know, yeah, I I listen to your stuff and I need respect. But I'm saying, you know, I need the same respect you 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 give to other people. And I'm like, when you ask a stupid question you'll get a stupid answer. Who is getting raped at a grocery store? Like, when I say people are literally saying this, people are literally saying this in my comments, guys. And she went to this she went to this weird uh story about how it happened to her friend. And her friend didn't get raped in the grocery store. Her friend got attacked outside of a grocery store, dragged away, dragged away, and then raped after she was abducted that's messed up that doesn't happen to everybody every day that doesn't happen often enough to be quantifiable and if anything that's a kidnapping before it's a rape you see like no one's getting raped at a grocery store it's unfortunate 
that that happened, but that is like serial killer stalker status. That wasn't a that wasn't just some random stranger trying to rape someone. That was a stalker who knew your friend's schedule and who knew exactly when to grab her, which is unfortunate. That guy needs to go to jail. He he needs to never be let out. And I think for for men who are actually, you know, accused of felony rape and are and it's actually real, like you need like you need more than just jail you need the death penalty like seriously i don't think rape is good like if if someone says no no means no and i agree that it is at any point if you do not feel okay no means no that person should stop however people are going to do what they're going to do saying that doesn't mean everyone is going to do that and teaching people to not rape is not going to solve anything because everyone that is raping knows full well what they're doing, especially if it is aggressive felony rape, like felony status rape, where they're holding you against your will. When it's in scenarios that the guy is literally unaware of what is actually going on, this is, a, this is, a, this is something that you, we need to be teaching to kids, namely girls, honestly. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that we shouldn't teach it to, to boys, but we're in a culture where there are so many simping guys. Most of these guys already do what women tell them to do anyway, and they don't even have to be dating the girl. Like, most guys are so unable to talk to girls and to get girls that they will literally do whatever the girl says, and she will not have to do anything to prove herself beforehand. So in this scenario, you should be talking to the girls more than you should be talking to the guys because the girls have more power. And if you, if you are in a position of power over these simping kids that are scared of, you know, being seen negatively by you and you're inviting them to do things and you're not being clear as to what it is you're trying to get out of the exchange, how are you expecting a man to win with those odds. I just told you two stories in which I was in that I was absolutely speechless and clueless because I was trying to play it cool. And I was trying to, to do what I thought the girl wanted me to do, right? We're watching TV. She asked me to go into my room. I do it. We go into the room. She takes my pants off. I take her pants off. She did mine. I got to do hers. I go down on her. She goes down on me. Now I raped you. How? How? How does that happen? Right? So I do agree that we need to be teaching people to not rape and, you know, think through their actions. But that is something that's for the children of tomorrow. That is not, that's not going to solve what's happening right now. And with the low, with the low rate of, you know, uh, sexual rape cases, like felony rape cases, on a sharp decline. For one, it's not happening as often as it is, which means, which means a lot of like, you know, these uh, sadistic, crazy rapist guys—they're not doing that anymore, right? Now, obviously, the number is still too high—one in fifty-three. Even though that is not a, a, a completely accurate number, 
that's still a little too high. Like one is too much. One is too many. But how is, how am I the bad guy for saying making better decisions in the now time, right? And, and keeping yourself in positions where you can maintain a level of safety because there's safety in crowds. There's safety in making good decisions, good choices. How am I the bad guy for telling you to not make obviously stupid decisions? Obviously, don't get belligerently drunk. Obviously, don't spend all of your money that you came with on alcohol. Obviously, don't leave with someone you don't know. Ditch your friends and just hope that the the person you left with takes you home. Hope that they listen to you when you say stop. Hope that they don't take that they don't drive you to a house where seven other guys are waiting for you to gang rape you. Let's hope that doesn't happen. And I'm just going to use the power of me saying no as my weapon. Like we we got to get away from this this culture of not holding women to the standards they need to be held at because most of the scenarios that they talk about has ne- have one have never happened to them personally. This is one thing women love doing. They love talking about things and using scenarios that have never happened to them personally. And on top of it never happening to them personally, if 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 it has happened to someone they know, they don't know the person, right? There's that like the, the situation that happened to them was such a one-off situation that is not even quantifiable in statistics. Because how do you like how do you do a poll on people that get dragged away at grocery stores and raped later on? That number is so low that it, you I mean this the person that grabbed this lady's friend outside of the grocery store. I mean, this dude had to have been following her for a while. She probably knew him, honestly. And, you know, with that argument of saying, okay, hey, you know, a lot of rapes happen with people you know. How do you know that? Show me the statistics. Show me. You said it's mostly with people you know. Let me know. Who is it? And are they actually rapes or are they misunderstandings? Because I just, I just, I just gave you like three examples of, well, I gave you four of complete misunderstandings on both sides. Yeah. On both sides. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say like, oh, it was all the girl's fault. Like obviously some of it was the man's fault. Some of it was my fault. But if you're in a situation where neither of you are communicating, is it like, come on, like, come on, like, and we we want to fight women women hate when you say like oh they're not capable of thinking rationally like what sense does it make to if you were violently raped to go home and take a shower what sense does it make what, what sense does it make to wash your clothes you're you're washing you're literally washing away all the evidence you wait like you wait 4 years 2 to 4 years like a lot of like a lot of women, like a lot, like of the ones, the ones that don't come forward or ever come forward or the ones that eventually come forward, it's always like months to a years, like months to years later. Like it's never soon. 
It's after all the DNA has long been washed down the drain when they come forward and say, oh, I was raped. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel for you. If you're in shock, you feel dirty, you feel disgusting, you feel stupid. I get it. But you can't tell me that when it comes down to life or death, that women are capable of separating their emotions from logic. Because logic would tell you if you just got aggressively taken advantage of, that you, you probably shouldn't wash the evidence away, right? You probably shouldn't let the bruises heal, right? Because it's probably going to be a lot harder to prove if you do those things, right? So there is this, I watched this documentary a few years ago, and it was about this girl. If you've ever seen that semicolon tattoo, this, this semicolon tattoo came from this girl's experience of being aggressively gang raped and, you know, not being able to prove it because of the actions that took place before ha- before it happened. So I forget the girl's name. I watched this a long time ago. Uh, but this girl, I, I mean, she had to be like 13, 12 or 13. Um, her, her brother, they had just moved to this new town. And her brother was on the football team. Well, her brother had these friends on the football team, and she had a crush on one of them. Well, one night, it was like in winter, one night she sneaks out of her parents' house, and she goes to the house that these boys are partying at. They're all having like a little sleepover. Well, um, her mom didn't want her to leave, and she kind of she snuck out, and she went over there anyway. She had gotten one of the boys' phone numbers, even though he was a little older than her, and she was texting him. He told her to come over. So she did. She snuck out. She came over in the middle of, in the middle of winter. Well, she gets over there and they start hanging out and they start drinking and they start drinking a little more and they start drinking a little more. And she gets long story short, she gets really drunk and she gets so drunk that she passes out. Well, the, the boys film each other having their way with her. Like real messed up stuff. Like this is a really messed up documentary. Like I feel for this girl. So, like, they they do all these things to her, and then they hop in a car and ditch her in the front yard of her own home with her pants at her ankles. Her hair was frozen to the ground. So the next morning, right, like, after this had happened, she was rushed to the hospital, and, uh, you know, she lived whatever. She's good. Well, the next morning... um. They're calling the police and they're trying to they're trying to get these boys into prison. They're trying to convict these kids. Well, these kids had iPhones and they had filmed it and they were showing people at school the video. Like not everyone, pretty much just the football team. They're showing each other this video. And when the cops were starting to question them, they deleted they deleted the videos. But they didn't just delete the videos. They deleted them from the delete box on the iPhone as well. And we all know when you delete something from even the delete pile, it's gone. Like it's actually deleted. And you, you unless you are like some hacker and you absolutely know how to get it back, it's gone. So like they couldn't, because she snuck out, they couldn't prove that they did anything to her. And so it just kind of went on like that, like nothing happened. And I agree 
that it was messed up because they had they still had small clips, right? But they didn't have any videos showing exactly what happened, right? So she didn't have enough evidence. And because there was no real DNA, she like they wore condoms and she wasn't forced to do anything because she wasn't conscious. Like it was it was a very messed up scenario, but they couldn't prove it because she had snuck out of her house. No one knew she was gone. And the only people that knew where she was were the guys that did what they did. And long story short, they ended up having to move. And, you know, obviously the guy, her, her older brother, hated all those dudes. But when she got a little older, she became a tattoo artist. And she uh, symbolized the semicolon as, hey, you know, it's not the end of a sentence. You know, this, the story still goes on. It's just going in a slightly different direction. I'm not going to let this, you know, define my entire story. And I understand, like, it makes sense. I get it. But, and I understand that even at that age, you know, a lot of kids don't think through their actions. And I get that. Like, I do get that. And I feel for this girl. And I obviously am not going to say that she was asking for this stuff to happen to her because all she did was like a boy. That boy took advantage. It would have been great if those kids had gone to jail for it because they should have. Because, like, you do that once, you're going to do it again, right? Or you're not going to be able to live with yourself because you're all it's always going to be in the back of your head, right? But, you know, this is kind of an example of those bad decisions that we need to be teaching kids to not make. Like, instead of teaching grown adults that know full well what they're doing, we should be spending more energy trying to teach kids that, hey, you shouldn't do this. You should be thinking through this. But... That is a, like I said before, that is a down-the-line solution. That is not going to do anything for the, the, the issue of, you know, felony rape that's going on right now. And because none of these statistics that we have, even today, are even accurate, simply because there are so many people who just don't even care to take part in the studies, they don't care. And you have to understand the psychology behind that, like I said before. People don't care about things that don't pertain to them. And if if it's not that, then the people that just don't do the reporting, they're trying to make it go away. And we have like it's like you you can't get triggered by the fact, like by me saying that that is part of the problem. Like you're a part of the problem that this statistic isn't accurate. Even though across the board, across the past three decades, felony rape and you know, just rape and sexual harassment just in general has plummeted. Not even a third of what it used to be, guys. Not even a third. And like I said before, one is too many. Any One is still too many. But the fact of the matter is, like, you can't, you can't just say, hey, you, you did nothing. You did nothing for this to happen. You know, you have to take responsibility for the role you played and the and the shit that happens to you. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to learn from your mistakes. You know, that's the only way you're going to be able to learn, hey, I, I, I probably shouldn't trust this guy that I don't know that I'm going home with. To a place that's not even mine. I don't even know where we're going. We're going to his place. 
Now, you can't tell me that they're not fully exonerated from some of the fault. You could have just not went. You could have just not gotten belligerently drunk. You could have stayed with your friend. You could have had your friend go with you. Like I said, these are just my opinions based on the studies that I've looked into and the statistics that I've read, the small documentaries that I've watched and the sources of those statistics, because it's not enough. It's not enough to just go on Google and, and type in, hey, what are, you know, what are rape statistics? You know, it's like people it's like people going on Facebook and reading an article, reading the title of an article and having a whole opinion about the, the subject even though they didn't actually read the article. Like, you'd be surprised how many Facebook articles don't even have a body. Like, they just literally have a title. Because they know, like, Facebook knows, and the people that write the titles to these argue uh, articles, they know most people aren't going to actually read them. And if they do read them, they're not going to read the whole thing. They're not going to ask about the source. They know you're going to click on that link, you're going to read it for a little while, you're going to get lost and you're going to see another story that looks interesting. Then you're, you're going to click onto that. Then you're going to see something else when you, when you click through to that link and you're going to, you're, you're going to end up buying something. And that's the purpose of these articles is to, to get you to fall down a rabbit hole to eventually buy something, to buy a subscription, to, to, to buy a product of some kind. And Facebook and, you know, these, these business owners, they know this stuff. It's not, it's not a secret to them. They know you're going to do it. But the problem is, is we keep doing it and we keep living by the facts that we think we know. When those facts aren't even accurate, 19% of people took, uh, participated in a study and only 24% of them even, even said yes to any of the questions on the questionnaire. Like that, that, that can't, that has to raise a flag to some people. Like I say this all the time, guys, like take your feelings out of it because like most truths are, are not going to be nice. A lot of them are going to be really harsh and you, you need to learn to be able to handle those things, especially when it's something that you're dedicating your entire life to. Like there's so many Christian people out there that dedicate their lives to Christianity and it only takes 20 minutes of proper research to completely like debunk Christianity to completely make almost every story in the Bible. Like a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't know that carbon dating is wildly ineffective. It is wildly inaccurate. A lot of people don't know that. And most of the Bible <laughs> Most of the, like most of what they so-called proved happened in the Bible is through carbon dating. Like all of it, like I like ninety-eight percent of it is quote-unquote proved through carbon dating. You look up how accurate carbon dating is, you're gonna know that that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean anything. But you gotta you gotta be able to step away from situations like that. You know what I mean? You got to be able to take, you know, a, a, a mental sprint away from the problem so you can get a bird's eye view of what that, what's actually going on. Like, is the situation I'm in, 
Is it, was I standing in a circle or was I standing in a square? How do I know that? I got to get away from I got to get away from this group and I got to stand on a mountaintop and I got to look down at it and I got to get a full picture of what I'm dealing with. That is how you gain perspective, but you can't do that when you're in your feelings. And I, and I'm talking I'm talking mostly to guys and to any girls also too that are listening to this podcast because I know there are some women that listen to this podcast. Like work on taking a step back. Like ev- everything doesn't need your emotions. Most things, and I'm going to I'm going to be real on 90% of the things that we deal with can be better dealt with without emotions. But it's so hard, especially for it's so hard to do it for women. And and for men, honestly, like there's a lot of there's a lot of feminized dudes out there that just cannot handle it. They have the option to be able to do it, but a lot of people don't flex that option. You know, we all run, like we run on autopilot, and that autopilot is ran by our emotions. And we got we got to step away from that, guys, because it is keeping us blind to obvious logic. It is keeping us blind to the obvious solutions to issues that we're having. And it's keeping us blind to things that aren't even as nearly as big as the media is making it out to be. One thing that so many of us are in agreement with is that the media lies. But we know the media lies, yet that's still where we get all of our information from. Come on. Come on. Like, be able to think for yourself, guys. Don't just look, don't just take, you know, for a fact what is, like, what people say. Look around and pay attention to what's going on. Like, because we're doing it, with, we're doing it with COVID. We're doing it with the vaccine, but you can't do it about rape statistics. Like, what are they trying to distract us from that we needed to create an entire, an entirely fabricated college rape culture? What do we need to be, what, like, what is so important that we need to be that distracted by? What is so important about this? What, what is the vaccine distracting us from? I don't have an answer to that question because I, I can't honestly say that I know. You know, I have my theories, but at the end of the day, we're not going to really know. And committing to just one train of thought, oh, this is exactly what's happening. It makes you blind to what might be happening actually, right? Because just because, oh, this leads to this and this leads to this, you know, there can be evidence that can falsely lead you in a direction on purpose. So you completely miss what the actual point was. So it's, it's a good idea to dude, keep your emotions out of it. Pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to the issues. But actually think for yourself, look around, like read and watch multiple sources and see the differences between how they describe things. See the look like pay attention to the differences of how things are being worded, you know, how things are being quantified. You know, what are these statistics? Like how accurate are these statistics? And is it biased? You know, like was this if I say, if I say 90% of rapes. Like multiple studies, if I say that multiple studies show that 90% of rapes uh, are committed by black men, 
And I only, like my, my studies, I did exactly two studies. And in both of these studies, I had exactly 10 women that got raped by a black guy. Like nine of, nine of these women got raped by a black guy and one got raped by a white guy. Technically, my statistic would be right because 90% of the women across multiple studies, the two studies that I did, a black guy raped a girl. 90% of the rapes are black guys. That's my statistic. And technically, I would be right. Technically, through semantics, I would be writing an accurate article. Now, is it accurate in the, in the, in the grand scheme? No, not even close. Especially if you only tested 10 people across two, like, especially you, you, you tested 20 people across two studies. That's not an accurate study, but this is, this is literally the equivalent of what these rape statistics are talking about. Almost 90% of the people aren't even participating. And then the people that are, less than half of them, like, less than a quarter of them, actually, less than a quarter of them are even saying this shit is going on. So like we gotta we gotta widen our spectrum of what we choose to see. Like we gotta widen it like really wide. And we gotta take our emotions out of this shit, dude, because it is getting wild. And it's it, it's not so much like these social media platforms too, because a lot of it has to do, especially with TikTok, it's not always the TikTok algorithm that messes people up. It is the users that that silence people that are actually telling the truth. The users flag my pages. The users flag my videos, right? Instead of having an open discussion, they just want to silence it, even if it's true. Because they do it with my friends TikTok all the time. Especially when he was talking about books. Like, well, not books. When he was talking about, like, religion. People just left and right. Oh, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Argue, 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 argue. Instead of trying to find the truth, they're just looking to win the argument. If they don't win the argument, then they flag you. We got, I mean, like I, I'm standing in this podcast like it's going to change anything, but like you got to widen your perspective, guys. If you're listening to this right now, we need to widen how we see things. Take your emotions out of it. But that's all I got for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you want to see that video that got my uh, Dave Almighty one page on TikTok completely and permanently banned, uh, make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go follow that page and make sure you go follow uh, Dave Almighty 2 and Dave Almighty 3. Also, um, I am coming out with a a course to help people build their credit. My credit is almost at an 800, and I did that in like a year and a half, and I have almost 100,000 points, and I got those in like six, seven months. So uh, this course is going to... Sh- this course that I'm coming out with, I'm going to be teaching you guys exactly how to do all those things and exactly how I did it. And uh, we're going to get your guys' credit better if your credit isn't good, and we're going to do it fast. So keep an eye out for that. It's coming soon. I'm going to let you guys know on my Instagram story when it's out, and then I'm going to be plugging it on my TikTok. So you'll know when it's coming out. And uh, my uh, oh, also my deployment date is coming up very soon at the end of this month. And I am actually still going to be doing these podcasts. I'm going to try to take my equipment with me. Okay. I don't know how often I'm going to be able to do it. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to promise that I can make content every day on my TikTok. And I'm not going to promise that I can make 
an episode every week while I'm out there. Um, but I'm at least going to try to take my equipment with me and try to get it in as often as I can. So I'm not going to stop uh, feeding you guys the truth just because my personality just will not allow me to. So <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed watching this. Make sure you support the podcast. Make sure you support the. Uh, make sure you support my TikTok. Make sure you go follow me on Instagram if you don't already. And you guys have a wonderful week. Deuces.